Hello and welcome to the Trading College podcast, where we look to bring you some of the most thought-provoking ideas about trading and what you could do to improve your trading. Hi everyone, Raj here with the next episode of our podcast and today we are going to be discussing why people can't keep trading simple. So in today's episode I've got Oshin with me and uh, he's obviously as you know one of my favorite traders and he is very good on this subject so I thought I'd bring him along and discuss it. So hello Oshin, how are you? Hi Raj, yeah I'm good thanks, how are you? Yeah not too bad, as you know I spent the weekend in Dublin which was very nice, your hometown. Well, soon I know, yeah new, new hometown, we just um just signed for a, a to rent a house this week so we're going to be moving in properly imminently that would be cool and also we've got a few of our trading college members around that way so hopefully you know we, maybe we can do a meet up or some drinks around there that would be good yeah that would be brilliant yeah cool so let's kick on with today's subject so basically it, the whole thing the whole premise of today is about why people can't keep trading simple so you know just just straight off the bat what what are your thoughts about this because i know you recently did a video so what are your thoughts about keeping trading simple and and what the issues are surrounding that subject yeah i think it's like a it's a really interesting topic isn't it because in the the live trading room that we have like it's quite often that the coaches will say that you just have to keep things really simple and that a lot of the time it's us humans who overcomplicate things like the actual strategies themselves are actually sort of like dead simple if you can just follow the rules and stick to the rules yeah i i agree i think um you know i was actually just having a conversation with uh, with somebody on one of the mentorship sessions today about like trusting the process so if you follow your rules and you've done everything you're 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 done right and you're clicking the buy button after having tested it and everything why is it that you want to complicate anything from from that point you know that i've i've I literally spent the last 45 minutes discussing that with somebody and i don't know i just kind of think sometimes I think especially on on the mentorship days and things like that or on our group meetings like when I've explained to somebody how ridiculously simple my strategy is I think they don't believe me sometimes yeah yeah no I think yeah it can like it can be the case can't it like you just you can't believe that something can be just that simple yeah I think like with the with the pro trading system and like momentum trigger with the storyteller system but I think especially the pro trading system and obviously for people who don't know it's like a traffic like color system I think following that across the time frames and bringing it down to your execution time frame it, it couldn't be more simple than that could it I think you know green is good red is bad you know yeah because it is like because it's obviously something that we've all spent time back testing and looking through and the way that we trade the pro trading system is just basically like through color matching, isn't it? You've got your higher time frame, which is giving you your bias uh -huh. and say that the pro trading system is showing that as green. Then all you're waiting for is on your lower time frame for the next green candle to close and confirm. <clears throat> and yeah, exactly. You're just taking it that way. Exactly. Um, and was that kind of where you started with your, your trading college journey? Yeah, yeah, that I think that was the first sort of strategy that I learned. And I think that's like the best way to do it because it's sort of like it has a basis for all the other um sort of strategies that we've got going on. It's and it's the way that it helps you to then be able to look at your bias and things like that. And it's just because it's such a simple strategy to use, it's just a really good place to start. Okay, so personally, coming through the trading college journey, then are you were you a victim of overcomplicating some of the strategies? Oh yeah, definitely. So what definitely. did you what did you do? You you can this is this is sharing time. So what did yeah, it's you, like, what, it's what like my, my 
my counseling session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, a lot of it comes down to, I think it might even be like that first time that you're like bitten by a losing trade. Mm. And I think it's a natural sort of like human instinct that if something hasn't gone your way, you're looking for reasons why, yeah. but you're not, but with at that sort of stage, maybe it's difficult to realize that with trading, you're not worried about the outcome of each individual trade. You sort of, you have to shift your mindset to be able to look at everything over like a series of trades. And yeah. that's like quite, quite a big shift that I think you have to, you have to make. Yeah, definitely. I think like uh, for those of you that follow the podcast, when in one of my earlier ones, that I, I when I started making money trading at the beginning, I had a really simple kind of trend line break strategy, and uh, I, I made money. Thought I was a genius. Took two weeks off work and then tried to trade the same on a lower time frame and lost half the money. Right. Mm -hmm. So what what happened to me was is that what I was doing was working on that time frame. And then I overcomplicated it by changing a time frame or thinking that I could speed it up or, you know, to make more money in a shorter period of time. So I think there are lots of different reasons, personal reasons of why people might overcomplicate, overcomplicate this. Yeah, no, completely. I think, yeah, it can come down to like lots of things, can't it? It can be even stuff with to do like the way that you view money and how willing you are to see things go into the red before it goes into the green and like how yeah how willing you are to look, sort of just let let it go but um but then also i think it just yeah it just comes down to that way of thinking that it just it can't be that simple and you have to, there must be something else going on or there must be a way to sort of refine it further yeah it sort of come into that sort of like over analysis type um looking at it as well yeah, what what's uh, what's that saying? Is it like it's a um, it's an easy sorry a hardest way to make an easy living or what's that way? What oh yeah, no, I've definitely heard Lee say that before. Yeah, I think that that is applicable in this in this situation. I think because um, I think it, actually accepting that accepting that possibility that sometimes oh like can it can it actually be that simple sometimes like is is also um is also really really tricky but you said something interesting there that i want to just pull back to so it was like um the psychology about how people view money themselves yeah, yeah. yeah. so um we've obviously got people of various different kind of backgrounds and you know histories on our, on our courses and you know I, i've i've actually seen that but but you know if you can delve into that a little bit more so you know what is your experience of you know how people view money differently and how that might make a difference well i think there's like there's sort of like two extremes aren't there and then there's people who are in the middle so like the two extremes are people who are so worried about losing money that they can't um deal with seeing a trade losing or temporarily pulling back against them and so that can like cause people to overthink that particular trade whereas on the other side i think you can also um have people who sort of don't care enough in a way so they're, they're not really too bothered about learning all the rules and sticking to the rules because if they lose that account you've got some people who are lucky enough that it doesn't matter they can just come back with a new account later on and then you've got people then who have sort of lesser extremes who are in, in the middle of that. Has that been your sort of experience of it as well? 100%. Yeah, this is that, that, that really resonated with me because like, obviously on, on mentorship, having people that 
let's say you know the average person maybe starting with a two thousand pounds account versus somebody with a hundred thousand pounds account or whatever i've seen people from completely different walks of life so you know generally speaking i think in the middle ground I kind of like it when I've got somebody who's like, you know, not not too wealthy, but they're not struggling because they can learn. They can learn that value of money when it comes to trading. Whereas somebody, for example, who has, let's say, I don't know, let's just for argument's sake, let's put a scenario in. So let's say somebody's got a ten thousand pounds account. They've co they've come up, and they they're willing to risk two thousand pounds of that ten thousand pounds just to see if this strategy works. If they get really emotional every time they lose a trade, let's say they're trading with 1% risk or something. If they get really emotional, we know that's going to be quite difficult. That's going to be really because their their trading journey will be an emotional roller coaster, won't it? Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. But then I've also had some people in a session come to me and say, well, okay, I've saved £10,000 account. And these are people with normal jobs and, you know, just average run of the mill people. And they've said, well, actually, I've saved this £10,000. I'm willing to commit it all. You know, I, I really you really don't know from person to person what that what that situation is going to be yeah definitely and i think it'll, some people find it interesting listen to this who are either at the the beginning of their sort of trading journey or thinking about it but i think a lot of people go into trading and think like the more money that you have the easier it's going to be whereas mm. it's just not not the case at all is it you can start with a, an account of any size but if you're overthinking and doing all this sort of stuff to your trade or the psychology side of it it's actually, it doesn't matter what size the account is. It just, exactly. just the way you think about it. 1% is 1% regardless of what size your account is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. Is that, that on the risk side is a perfect rule to kind of stick to. And then on the opposite side of this, so just for anybody else who is lucky, you know, doing well and their trading accounts going well, one thing that I have seen is when people commit more. So like... Um, you know, I, I had a, a lady when, when I first joined trading college, actually, we, she actually started doing really well. So she had about a 15,000 pounds account. We got it up to about uh, 20,000, 21,000. And I said, OK, well, now this is the time that potentially you could be upping your risk. So I said, let's let's look at, you know, play, placing trades, which are just slightly a little bit bigger and see how it goes. So what happened was is she went from trading, you know, let's say, hundred pound risk for trades and we moved up because she was paying with casinos money she was money that she made to 200 pound risk per trade the problem was is that seeing that money lose in a losing trade 200 pounds was a lot for her yeah. you know she was thinking like well every day like i could do a lot with that 200 pounds you know seeing me throw that down the drain or losing that money rather than winning that money when she won 400 back because we were trading two to one risk to reward you know she she struggled with the upping the numbers of that but Eventually, over time, like six, seven trades into this, she started winning right. and then her outlook changed. So, you know, at the beginning of of getting, first of all, to that 21,000, 20,000 from that 15,000 in the first place, you know, that was all really good quality, really decent risk reward, really good risk management. And then when the money stepped up a little bit, that step up, it took a little bit of time to psychologically adjust to having higher risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm think, sure, obviously you, you've been doing well. I'm sure you've must have experienced that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I found it as well going from um, trading whilst uh, being a musician and making money somewhere else to then doing it full time that even though there wasn't a change in the uh, the amount of money in risk, the, the change of mindset in that that is the way you're going to be making a living. That, that was quite an interesting sort of shift as well. But I think it's, it's natural, it's sort of a natural process to go through when 
um, you're like starting out and changing the amount you're risking per trade and changing what the circumstances are. And it's just something that you learn to sort of um, get over and to improve on. Exactly. And that, that that's also because bringing it back to the subject about why can't people keep trading simple, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important point because if you've, if you've got a job and you can keep something going on the side that's making you a bit of income, I think when you go to take it more seriously and you go to full time, there is that huge temptation to make it more complicated because you've got more time to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, another story springs to mind on mentorship. So I had somebody who was like a gas engineer, right? Really, Mm. really smart guy, very, very clever, really, really good trader, actually, and started trading daily versus hourly momentum triggers at first. And I actually think he was on mentorship the same time as you, Ossian. So I'm not not sure you remember this person. So we won't mention any names. (laughs) Um, Making a crap load of money, actually, from a £10,000 account. We're talking about like seven to £900. I think it was every week or every two weeks. So really good return from a £10,000 account. Doing really well. So got to the point where eventually doubled the account. Okay. And that was within the year, by the way, doubled the account within the year, Um, got to 20 grand. Then it was at that stage where, where he changed his strategy. So from trading one hour daily momentum triggers, went to start trading an hourly versus a five minute chart for no reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was sitting there thinking, look, you're making money. You've, you've cracked this code. You're doing well. Why are you changing now? And I think his answer was, I'm not sure if you were there. He was like, well, I just got bored and I wanted to try something new. Right. right. And I was sitting there saying, this is that, this is that. Why can't people keep trading simple? This is genuinely that subject. I I was thinking you're making money. You know, it's going well for you. You've still got your job. You know, you're still making money from your job as well. And like, you, you're wanting to change it for no reason. I was like, I genuinely, genuinely, you know, as a coach had to work on the reasons why, you know, that that was the case. And, you know, we, we spent a bit of time working on it and he finished his mentorship. So I need to contact him to see whether he went back to that old strategy, to be honest, because it's been working recently. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah that'd be interesting. No, you, do you remember though? Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting to see. I think it was just like fashionable. Like, you know what I mean? There was like a new strategy that we were testing on a lower time frame, and you just jumped right. on it because yeah, you wanted to test yeah. it. But yeah, it was, it, that was, that was super interesting. So I think the thing is with this is that I think going back to giving people some actionable ideas here, I think it's like falling in love with the process of trading, you know, is, is the key here, isn't it? It's like, if you've got a simple trading strategy, you know, and you want to keep it simple, it's the process that you have to focus on, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing about not, not being concerned with the outcome of each individual one, you've got to sort of look at it over set yourself like a, a target of 10 or 20 trades and um when you're going through your results look at it in terms of those 10 or 20 rather than the outcome of each uh, individual one and then you can sort of like start to learn to understand like the probabilities behind trading and how that, that all works and how you don't need every single trade to win to make money overall yeah, exactly. Because I mean, going through this funded account thing that we're going through at the moment, like obviously I had to pass that test to get to the, you know, the hundred grand's worth of funding. So I, I that's what I did was like, because I'm, I'm not a day trader, so I'm not used to day trading. So I had mm. to go to day trade to pass this test to get the funded account, right? Yeah. So uh, I all I did was literally is I, I chose three strategies. So it was the hourly versus five minute level ones. Um, I also was trading Porsches. And the other one was PTS, right? So I traded three strategies on the lower time frames, and 
all I did was, is I literally didn't care whether the trades were going to win and lose. I just focused on the setup. If the setup was there, I, I didn't even think about whether the trade was going to win or lose. I just, I just clicked it. And um, I eventually ended up w winning that. So that's good. And we, in, the, in the next funded account academy thing that we're releasing, I'm going to go through similar types of trades. So hopefully the people who join that will be able to see it. But it really was that what you just said. It was just the probability aspect of me clicking the trades when the setup turned up. I, I really tried not to think about the outcome at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think do, going through something like... Um like backtesting that really helps to show that because we just did a, a masterclass on backtesting recently. And I think it opened people's eyes to how sort of rigid you have to be in following the rules in your own discipline, because it, when you're backtesting is in a way, it's easier to see that if you don't exactly follow the rules, you're basically changing your strategy. And so the results aren't going to be consistent if you're always putting your stop in a slightly different place or you decide randomly to move your stop to break even halfway through when on the other ones you haven't been doing that. So it sort of like skews the outcomes of what you're looking for. That there is a really important point because I think when people are in trades individually and they backtested something, the emotions of the trade at the time can overtake the roboticness of the backtesting, the, you know what I mean? The emotionlessness yeah. of backtesting. Yeah. So I think if you're up like two, 300 quid or whatever it is in a trade and you're thinking, yeah, now I'm up so much, I definitely don't want to lose this trade and you move your stop to break even and it chokes you. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, definitely. I do see that quite a lot, and I'm probably guilty of it, to be honest. I have been in the <laughs> past. I don't do it anymore. That's why I'm so I'm so like rigid on my rules now, because I've made all these stupid mistakes in the past, you know. <laughs> so, but um, on that subject, I think the great the great thing uh, you like this book as well, don't you? The Annie Duke one, um, Thinking in Bets. Yeah, yeah, brilliant book. Yeah, yeah. I think she she discusses that because obviously you know she works with a lot of traders as well. I think trusting that those probabilities and just going going to get your stats and you know the, the stats at the end of the day they don't lie do they no exactly yeah so I, I suppose overall you know what what would be what would be your advice or i mean how could you sum up this thing like why why can't trading you know why can't people keep trading simple why does their mind get in the way what what would you say is your kind of synopsis of that well i think it's um from like from what we've been talking about like it's super clear that each individual person there's there's gonna if if you are guilty of overthinking and overanalyzing and all that sort of stuff each person's gonna have maybe a slightly different reason for why they're doing it so i think the first thing to do is sort of just to take a step back and maybe have a look at your trading log or your trading journal and see if you can spot any of the patterns that are like um sort of triggering you to to take those decisions and to overthink and have a look at why because then once you know why you can come up with um, a way to um, move past it and get over it so that you don't you don't take that habit with you into the future that's interesting yeah i suppose that why that why question because that's where you can kind of put like a mantra or a, a blocker in place or a process in place to stop you from doing that why moment isn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah because i think when when i started i realized that uh, right right towards the beginning when i first joined the uh, PTC that I just wasn't comfortable losing a trade and I th it, would it took a while to sort of try and pick apart why exactly that was and it all comes down to like the sort of thinking over a series of trades and not not being too concerned with the outcomes but I think in other parts of life maybe you're so worried about getting things wrong 
and that you see that something is lost and so you automatically think that it's wrong but in trading it's not and so i think that can be a bit of a hurdle for people sometimes yeah definitely i mean if we look at some of the best business business owners in the world like you know if we look at the the kind of walt disney you know the kfc guy um you know there, there's loads of like warren buffett as well the, the, um who's the guy that owns virgin in the uk richard branson I mean, you know like these guys have been bankrupt like multiple times haven't they you yeah, know? yeah and it's the losing that eventually ends up making them win definitely Definitely. I think trading is of the is of the same vein. I think from my point of view about why like I have a personal journey about keeping things simple because I wasn't lucky enough to have a trading college backing me when I was a when I was a trader. So I would read different books and I would go to different like strategies and I would meet different people like in the industry, like professionals in the industry. And like I said, I always thought that there was something that I didn't know. And then mm. at, the, at the end of the day, I went full circle and I kind of went back to where I started and realized that it worked at the beginning. So where where keeping it simple was important for me was all of my mental energy had to be focused on myself rather than my money management and my strategy because they were fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I went and I learned new things and I went on courses and I worked for a news company. I worked for a technical company. I worked, you know, in a, in a systems algorithmic company. I've been full circle in this industry. And actually I had it right at the beginning, but all I had to do was keep it simple. But I had to train my own brain to keep it simple. You know, yeah. that was really, that was really what, what resonated for, for me. And, you know, uh, hopefully people listening to this podcast can kind of, think about the strategies they work otherwise you know trading college wouldn't wouldn't be here we've got so many people trading every single different strategy and they all you know a lot of people make money at trading college the main thing that we try and teach people is how to put all those pieces of the puzzle together for them as an individual right yeah yeah completely so yeah thanks thanks a lot Oshin, for for joining in to, for this episode is there anything you'd like to say to for the audience before we're done <laughs> well no it's been been my pleasure it's, i've been looking forward to doing a another podcast after the the last one that we did yeah it it's was always, like, it's always interesting like interesting topics and interesting discussions so i know i really enjoyed it no definitely thanks a lot and and for everybody who's listening obviously just keep an eye on the website and all of our material because we we do try and give out some good stuff both for free and if you're within the community you know on the back end so definitely have a listen and, and give us some feedback if you, if you ever want any other subjects covered that we haven't covered already just let us know and we'll, we'll happily do it but thanks Oshin. cheers cheers bye Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you'd like any more information, please visit tradingcollege.co.uk. We have lots going on there. We have loads of free events and lots of places for you to look for any information you could possibly need about your trading journey.